0: Sorry, it's kind of a habit. Okay, welcome back to Chloe Neva Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Chloe Lockwood, and we are continuing on part four of Diary of a Moby Kid by Jeff Kenny, the New York Times, the number one New York Times bestseller. Um, like I'm going to say again, I'd recommend getting the book if you're listening. It'll make, because I kind of narrate the pictures, and it's going to be kind of hard to understand what the heck I'm talking about. When I, like, to start, like, saying their speech bubbles and stuff, they're going to be like, what the heck is he talking about? So, yeah, just get the book. And listen to the other parts before you listen to this one, if you haven't already. Okay, let's get started. To Mom, Dad, Ray, Scott, and Patrick. January. Wednesday. I found a way to have some fun with... The big wheel really got me for Christmas. I came up with this game where one guy rides down the hill and the other guy tries to knock him off the football. Rolly was the first one down the hill and I was the thrower. It was a lot harder to hit a moving target than I thought. Plus, I didn't get a lot of practice. It took really like ten minutes to walk the big wheel up, up the hill, and every trip down. After every trip down, Rolly kept asking to switch places. And have me be the one who rides the big wheel, but I'm no fool. That thing was hitting 35 miles an hour and it didn't have any brakes. Do, do you want to have a turn now? No, thanks. I'm not as good as you. Anyway, I never did knock Rolly off the big wheel today, but I guess that's something I'll have to work on, work at over the rest of the Christmas vacation. Thursday. I was heading up to Rolly's today to play our big wheel game again, but when mom said I had to finish my Christmas thank yous before I went out anywhere. I thought I could just crank out my thank you cards in half an hour, but when it came writing them, my mind went blank. Let me tell you, it is not easy writing thank you notes for stuff you didn't want in the first place. I started with these non-close items because I thought they would be the easiest. But after two or three cards, I realized I was practically writing the same thing every time. So I wrote up a general form on the computer with blanks for the things that I needed to change. Writing the cards from there was a breeze. Dear Aunt Lydia, thank you so much for the awesome encyclopedia. How did you know I wanted that for Christmas? I love the way the encyclopedia looks on my shelf. All my friends will be so jealous I have my very own encyclopedia. Thank you for making this one the best Christmas ever. Sincerely, Greg. The system, my system worked out pretty well for the first couple of gifts, but after that, not so much. Dear Aunt Loretta, thank you so much for the awesome pants. How did you know I wanted that for Christmas? I love the way the pants look on my legs. All my friends will be so jealous that I have my very own pants. Thank you for making this the best Christmas ever. Sincerely, Greg. Friday, I finally knocked Rolly off the big wheel today, but it didn't happen the way I expected. I tried to hit him in the shoulder, but I missed and the football went under the front tire. Rolly tried to break his fall by sticking out his arms, but he landed pretty hard on his left hand. I figured he'd just shake it off and get right back on the bike, but he didn't. I tried to cheer him up, but all the jokes that usually crack him up weren't working, so I knew he must be hurt pretty bad. Hey, look, I'm your dad, door, door, door. (laughs) Sniff, Monday. Christmas vacation is over, and now we're back at school. And you remember Rolly's big wheel accident? Well, he broke his hand, and now he has to wear a cast. And everyone, and today, everyone was crowding around him like he was a hero or something. Does it still hurt? A little, I guess. You poor thing! I tried to cash on some of Rolly's new popularity, but it totally backfired. I'm the one who broke his hand. You meanie. At lunch, a bunch of girls invited Rolly over to their table so they could feed him. What really ticks me off about that is that Rolly is right-handed, and it's his left hand that's broken, so he can feed himself just fine. Here comes the airplane. Yum, yum. Tuesday, I realized Rolly's injury thing is a pretty good racket, so I decided it was time for me to have an injury of my own. Took some gauze from home and wrapped up my hand to make it look like it was hurt. It's a raging infection caused by a splinter that was left untreated. I couldn't figure out why the girls weren't swarming around me like they swarmed Rolly, but but then I realized what the problem was. See the cast is a great gimmick because everyone wants to sign their name on it, and it's not easy easy to sign a gauze with a pen. So I came up with a solution that I thought was just as good. Would you like to be the first to sign my sympathy sheet? That idea was a total bust too. My bandage did end up tracking a couple of people, but believe me, they're not the kind of people I was going for. Can I peek the art faction? Go away. Monday. Last week we started the, the third quarter at school, so now I have a bunch of new classes. One of the classes I signed up for is called is something called independent study. I wanted to sign up for home, ec, home economics two because I was pretty good at home ec one, but being good at sewing does n- not buy you popularity points at school. Hey, look! Greg has a purse. Actually, it's in the board of the book bag. Okay, poxy. Anyway, this independent study thing is an experiment they're trying out for the first time. The idea is that the class gets assigned a project, and then you have to work on it together with no teacher in the room for a whole quarter. The catch is when you're done, everyone in your group gets the same grade. found out that Ricky Fisher is in my class, which could be a big problem. Ricky's big claim to fame is that he'll pick the gum off the bottom of a desk and chew it if you pay him 50 cents. So I don't really have high hopes for a final grade. Tuesday. day we got our independent study assignment and guess what it is? We have to build a robot. At first everyone kind of freaked out because we thought we were going to have to build a robot from scratch. But Mr. Darnell told us we don't have to build an actual robot. We just need to come up with ideas for what our robot might look like and what kind of things it would be able to do. Then he left the room and we, st- we were on our own. We started brainstorming right away. I b- wrote down a bunch of ideas on our blackboard. Everyone was pretty impressed with all my ideas, but it was easy to come up with them. All I, I did was wrote down things I hate doing myself. The robot would do my homework, do the dishes, make my breakfast, and brush my teeth but a couple of girls got up to the front and they had some ideas of their own. They erased my list and drew up their own plan. They wanted to invent a robot that would give you dating advice and have 10 types of lip gloss on its fingertips. All the guys thought this was the stupidest idea we had ever heard. So we ended up splitting into two groups, girls and boys. the boys went to the other side of the room while the girls stood around talking. Now, now that we have some serious workers in one place, we got to work. Soon had the idea that you could say your name and the robot would say it back to you. Hi, Bob. It's very nice to meet you, Bob. And then someone pointed out that you shouldn't be able to use bad words for your name because the robot shouldn't be able to curse. So we decided to come up with a list of all the bad words the robot couldn't, shouldn't be able to say. We came up with all the regular bad words, but then Ricky Fisher came up with 20 more that the rest of us had never heard. Ricky ended up being the most valued contributor on this project. Right before the bell rang, Mr. Darnell came to the back of the room to check our progress, picked up the piece of paper we read, and read it over. To make a long story short, independent studies cancel for the rest of the year. Well, at least it is for us boys. So if the robots in the future are going around with cherry lip gloss for fingers, at least you know how it all started. Thursday. Until today, they had a general assembly and showed the movie It's Great to Be Me, which they show us every year. The movie is all about how you should be happy with who who you are and not change anything about yourself. But to be honest with you, I think it's a really dumb message to be telling kids, especially the ones in my school. It's great to be me! Shove. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Later on, they made an announcement that there are going to be openings for safety patrols, and that got me thinking. If someone picks on the safety patrol, it gets them sus- It can't get them suspended. The way I figure it, I can use it any extra protection I can get. But I realized that might not. That may be being. That maybe being in a position of authority could could be good for me. Can we cross the street now? Nope. But we've been standing here for an hour. I went down to Mr. Winsky's office and signed myself up, and I got Rolly to sign up too. I thought Mr. Winsky would. making us do chin-ups or jumping jacks or something to prove we were right for the job, but he just handed us our belts and badges on the spot. Mr. Winsky said the openings were for a special assignment. Our school is right next to the elementary school and they've got half day kindergarten there. He wanted us to walk the morning sessions kids home in the middle of the day. I realized we wouldn't miss 20 minutes of pre-algebra. Really must have figured that out, too, because he started to speak up, and I gave him a wicked pinch underneath the desk before he could finish his sentence. But he would miss Yahoo! Yeah, Couldn't believe my luck. I was getting instant bully protection. I had a free pass from half of pre algebra, and I didn't even have to lift a finger. Tuesday. Today was our first day at safety patrols. I Me mean, don't technically have stations like other patrols, so that means we don't have to stand out in the freezing cold for an hour before school. But that didn't stop us from coming to the cafeteria for free hot chocolate that they hand out to the other patrols for our homeroom. Another great perk is that you get to show up ten minutes late for first period. Hello! I'm telling you, I've got it made with this safety patrol. At 12.15, me and Rolly left the school and walked the kindergartners home. The whole trip ate up 45 minutes, and there were only 20 minutes of pre-algebra left when we got back. Walking the kindergartners home with no sweat, but one of the kindergartners started to smell funny. I think he maybe he had an accident in his pants. He tried to let me know about it, but I stared straight ahead and kept walking. I'll take these kids home, but believe me, I didn't sign up for diaper duty. February, Wednesday. Today, it's not for the first time this winter, and school was canceled. We were supposed to have a test in pre-algebra. I've been kind of slacked off ever since I became the safety patrol. So I was psyched. I told Rolly and told him to come over. Me and him were talking about building the biggest snowman for the past couple of years now. And when I say the world's biggest snowman, I'm not kidding. Our goal is to get into the genius book of world records. But every time we've gotten serious about going for the record, all the snow's melted and we've missed our window of opportunity. So this year, I wanted to get started right away. When we came over, we started rolling the first snowball to make the base. I figured the base was going to have to be at least 8 feet tall on its own if we wanted to have a shot at breaking the record. But the snowball got really heavy and we had to take a bunch of breaths between rolls, rolls so we could catch our breath. During one of our breaks, Mom came outside to go to the grocery store, but her snowball was blocking her car in. So we get a little free labor out of her. After our break, me and Wally pushed that snowball until we couldn't push it any farther. But when we looked behind us, we saw the mess we'd made. The snowball had gotten so heavy that it tore up all the sod Dad had just laid down this fall. I was hoping the snow it would snow just a few more inches to cover our tracks, but just like that, it stopped snowing. Our plan to build the world's biggest snowman was starting to fall apart, so I came up with a better idea for our snowball. Every time it snows, the little kid from the Whirly Kids Street... Uses our hill for S- sledding. Sledding, even though it isn't their neighborhood. So tomorrow morning, while the worldly streets are coming to march up our hill, me and Rolly are gonna teach them a little lesson. Thursday, when I woke up this morning, the snow was already starting to melt. So I told Rolly to hurry up and get down to my house. While I was waiting for Rolly to show up, I watched Manny try to build all the snowman out of the tiny crumbles of snow that were left from our snowman, from our snowball. It was actually kind of pathetic. Pat, pat. I really couldn't help doing what I did next. Unfortunately for me, Dad was right at the front window. Dad was already mad at me for tearing up the sod, so I knew I was in for it. I heard the garage door open. I heard Dad coming outside with a shovel, and I thought I was going to have to make a run for it. But Dad was heading for my stone ball, not me. And then less my m- when it Reduced all our hard work to nothing. Well, we came by a few minutes later, and I... I thought he might actually get a kick out of what happened, <laughs> but I guess he had his heart set on rolling the snowball down the hill, and he was really mad. But get this, Riley was mad at me for what my dad did. I told Riley he was being a big baby, and we got into a shoveling match. Right then was when we were going to get in an all-out fight, we got ambushed from the street. It was a hit-and-run by the warlike street kids. If Mrs. Levine, my English teacher, was there, I'm pretty sure she would have said this whole situation was ironic. Wednesday. Today at school, they announced there was an opening for a cartoon's job in the school paper. There was only one comic slot, and up until now, the kid Brian Little has been hogging it all to himself. Brian has started this comic called Wacky Dog, and when it started off, it was actually pretty funny, but Brian's been using this strip to handle his personal business I guess that's why they gave him the axe wacky dog Brian Little hey wacky dog say something funny actually I have something serious in mind today Susan Lim if you are reading this Brian is very sorry he kissed your best friend Rachel behind the lockers he hoped you can find it in your heart to forgive him PS Barney Palmer, you still own Brian five dollars, you bum. As soon as I heard the news, I knew I had to try out Wacky Dog made Brian Little a celebrity at her school and I wanted to get some of that kind of fame. I had a taste of what it's like to be famous at I had a taste of what it's like to be famous at my school when I won honorable mention in this anti smoking contest they had. All I did was trace a picture from one of Roger's Heavy Metal magazine, but luckily no one ever found out. Don't smoke or you'll look like me. The kid who won first place is named Chris Carney, and it kind of ticks me off because Chris smokes at least a pack of cigarettes a day. Don't smoke. It's a joke. Thursday. Me and Rolly decided to team up and do a cartoon together. So after school, he came over to my house and we got to work. We banged out a bunch of characters real quick, but it turned out to be the easy part. When we tried to think of some jokes, we kind of hit a wall. I finally came up with a good solution. I made up a comics, a cartoon where the punchline of every strip is, Zoe! mom." That way we wouldn't have to get bogged down with having to write actual jokes. We could concentrate on the pictures. For the first couple of strips, I did the writing and drew the characters, and Rolly drew the boxes around the pictures. Step on the crack and you'll break your mom's back. Yeah, right, step. Hey, Timmy, your mother slipped on a banana peel and P.S. she's dead. No yeah, wee mama! Rolly started complaining that he didn't have enough to do, so I let him write a few of the strips. But to be honest with you, they were pretty There was a pretty obvious drop in quality once Rolly started doing the writing. I have been waiting three hours to get a hamburger. Finally, one hamburger, please. I am sorry, sir. We're all sold out. Zooey Mama! Eventually, I got kind of sick of the Zooey Mama deal, and I pretty let Rolly take over the whole operation. Believe it or not, Rolly's drawing skills are even worse than his writing skills. Oops. I stepped in puddle. At least it's not an acid puddle. Ay ay ay, it is an acid puddle. Say, wee mama. I told Rolly maybe we should come up with some new ideas, but he wanted to keep writing zoo mamas. And he packed up his comics and went home, which was fine by me. I don't really want to be partnered up with a kid who doesn't draw noses anyway. Friday. After Rolly left yesterday, I really got to work on some comics. I came up with this character called Creighton the Craith, and I got on a roll. Creighton the Craith, by Greg Heffley. Hi, my name is Creighton. No, it isn't. Your name is Stuart Pitt Oh, oops. Hi, I'm Stu Pitt Hard, 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 I must have banged out 20 strips, and I didn't even have to break the sweat. I wonder what's in this cute little box. That's not a box, it's a brick, you dumb moron. Oops, I've been trying to open it all day. Doctor, can I have a new butt? My only one, old one, has a crack in it. Creighton, I've told you a million times, everyone's butt has a crack in it. Oh yeah, I forgot. The thing about Creighton the Craze comics is that is that with all the idiots running around school, I will never run out of new material. When I got to the school off school today, I took my comics to Mr. Ira's office. He's the teacher who runs the school newspaper. But when I turned my comics in, I saw there were a pile of comics from other kids who were trying out for the job. Most of them were pretty bad, so I wasn't too worried about the competition. Girls Rule by Tabitha Cutter and Lisa Russell. Don't walk near our lunch table, Tyra. Yeah, you're not even cute. Ha <laughs> ha Girls rule! Extreme skaters! I'm gonna do this rad jump. Yo dude, watch out for the telephone wire. Whatever. Here I go, so darn slice! Bonk pouch. I'm sure glad I wore my helmet. See it. One of the comics was called Dumb Deep Teachers, and it was written by this kid named Bill Tripp. Bill's always in the detention, so he... Had- So he has a bone to pick with just about every teacher in the school, including Mr. Ira. So I'm not worried about the chance of Bill's comics getting in either. Hey, Mr. Ira, you pooped your pants again. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Stink lines from the poop. There were actually one or two decent comics in the bin, but I slipped them under a pile of paperwork on Mr. Ira's desk. Hopefully, those ones won't turn up until I'm in high school. Thursday. Today, during the morning announcements, I got the news I was hoping for. And the new cartoonist for the school paper is Greg Hepley. The paper came out today at lunchtime, and everyone was reading it. I really wanted to pick up a copy to see my name in print, but I decided to play it cool for a while instead. I sat at the end of the lunch table where there'd be plenty of room for me to start signing autographs for my new friends. But no one was coming over to tell me how great my comic was, and I was starting to feel like something was wrong. I grabbed a paper and went to the bathroom to check it out, and when I saw my current comic, I pre- practically had a heart attack. Mr. Ira told me he had made some minor edits to my comic. I thought he meant, like, fake spelling mistakes and stuff like that, but he totally butchered it. The comic he ruined was one of my favorite ones, too. In the original, Creighton the Creighton, cre- it takes... Creighton, the Cre, Creighton is taking a math test and he accidentally eats it, and the teacher yells at him for being such a moron. But by the time Mr. Iron was done with it, you could practically recognize it as the same strip. Strip. Creighton, the curious student by Greg Heffley. Teacher, if time x plus forty three would be eighty nine, then what would x be? Creighton, x would be forty six. Thanks kids, if you want to learn more about math, be sure to visit Mr. Humphrey during his office hours, or visit the library to check out some newly expanded math and science section. So I'm pretty sure I won't be sending autographs anytime soon. Teacher's pet. March. And that's where we're gonna end. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, um, if there's any books you would like to hear, please send me in the link I put in the description. It has It's a voice recording link, so you just kind of click on it. And there should be, like, a start recording now button, and you can just record it. If you want me to uh, put it on the podcast, or if you want me to just say your name, and what you wanted you got to tell me in the voice recording i'll also do the same with shout outs you just gotta let me know if you want me to say it or you want me to feature your recording on the podcast please subscribe give me a few stars, or just give me a good review thank you guys so much for listening have a- I hope you guys have a good day bye